0: Politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. This is a health care emergency. The time has come for extraordinary measures. It's up to each and every American to fight the spread of this deadly virus. Countless lives depend on it. The coronavirus keeps spreading and Congress is trying to act as quickly as possible to the crisis. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller and the trillion dollar measure moving forward in the Senate could be the largest economic aid package ever approved by lawmakers, even larger than measures passed after 9-11 and the financial meltdown of 2008. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and the Senate's top Democrat Chuck Schumer don't agree on a lot, but they do agree on the urgency of the moment. Workers, families, small businesses, and the foundations of our economy itself need
1: swift action. And in the Senate, swift means bipartisan. Both parties in Congress must work together as swiftly as possible to get something done that is as big and bold as possible.
0: Virginia Senator Tim Kaine, like many other lawmakers, has spoken about the lack of testing kits and healthcare care materials. He spoke on the Senate floor.
1: The stories from my hospitals were just frankly shocking. They can't get tests to test patients who are presenting with symptoms of COVID-19. If they have tests, they don't have the swabs to administer the tests or they don't have some of the chemical components needed so that once a swab is taken, they can run the test to determine whether somebody has the virus or not. They don't have masks. Hospitals were telling me that masks, which they would normally buy for about a dollar a piece, are now being uh, charged at $9 a piece with severely limited quantities. Uh, Major hospitals in a major metropolitan area like Northern Virginia, on the testing front, uh, one of my hospitals said they got enough tests from their main supplier to test 40 people. That lasted for about two days. And when they said, we need more tests, the supplier said, well, look, we only have so much that we can distribute around that's all you get. When I heard this story one after the next, and I know I live in a nation with not only the best health care providers, but the best health care institutions in the world, I had to ask myself, where am I? Is this the United States of America?
0: President Trump says his administration is doing all it can to help states across the country.
1: We're providing uh, historic support to small businesses and to the states. The states need support Normally they do this themselves, but because of the magnitude of it, the federal government has gotten very much involved in terms of getting the equipment they need. So we're helping them. It's, it's a responsibility they have, but we are helping the states a
0: lot. As senators work to respond to the situation, several have come under scrutiny. After it was learned, they sold large amounts of stocks at the outset of the crisis four senators sold stocks, including Senator Richard Burr of North Carolina, who's the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. As first reported by ProPublica, reporting requirements indicate he sold between $600,000 and $1.7 million worth of stock in February, not long after he had said publicly he thought the government was ready to fight the coronavirus. He says the decision was based on public information and he's asked the Senate Ethics Committee to review his situation. Others who sold stock include George Georgia Senator Kelly Loeffler, Oklahoma Senator James Inhofe, and California Senator Dianne Feinstein. All say the stock sales were made by others who manage their portfolios. Like the rest of the country, members of Congress are at risk of contracting the coronavirus. And two House members, Florida's Mario Diaz-Balart and Utah's Ben McAdams, recently tested positive. Since they announced that they have COVID-19, several more lawmakers have gone into self-quarantine. More than 20 lawmakers are now in some type of self-quarantine. And senators who remain here at the Capitol have taken steps involving social distancing, scheduling longer votes, and making sure that not too many members are in the Senate chamber at one time. The Senate's longest-serving member is Iowa's Chuck Grassley, who at the age of 86, like many other lawmakers, is in a high-risk group but he continues to have a key role in the latest legislation and urges Americans to remain strong. The days and months ahead will be tough for everyone. But just like post-World War II, a safer, a healthier, and a more prosperous United States of America is just around the corner. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill.